was in hospital walls. Noises echo. Footsteps crumble. My own chest is cavitating sometimes, but it's not of concern anymore. I look outside the window, and it is dark. The closest another poem has come to describe my experience here is by Vladimir Nabokov in a book called Pale Fire. In that book, well, it's ergodic fiction, so it's hard to describe, but there's a character, John Shade, who is writing a poem, and he dies. I haven't actually finished it yet. It's uh, three quarters done in my little bedside table. The character I struggle to speak sometimes because my throat gets hoarse very quickly. My lips get dry. And my body tells me it needs water. So I'll keep moving. Despite other pains. <clears throat> the character John Shade in Pale Fire, he writes this poem. I don't know what it's called. It's a 999 line poem. And his, well, his ostensible friend, uh, whose name escapes me right now, he, well, he tries to do some kind of hermeneutics or exegesis or an analysis of the poem, but his analysis is larger than the poem itself, and he reveals too much at the same time. Much of the book is about privacy, but it's about other things too. There's one particular section of the poem, and maybe I'll have to read it from the text itself so I can get it right. <clears throat> I'm just going to walk over to my bedside table now. Vladimir uh, Nabokov by Palefire, a modern classic or so Penguin tells me. Um, I just take my bookmarks out. My bookmarks, by the way, you might be interested, is a little, um, a nice little one, which is like a red umbrella. and <clears throat> It's from Australian bookmarks and bookplates. It's good. A little rope at the end. Um, very metaphorical. And then the other is uh, the Australian... Charter of Healthcare Rights, Information for Patients, Families and Carers, of which I've been taking many notes, but I don't think it's much use to take notes on legal problems right now. I'll have to turn the light on, won't I? Even though it's 5.40am and I'm usually a night person. Where is the light? There it is. Cool. Uh, 
not that one. That one. Not that one. There we go. That's one left. Now I can sit next to a little thing, a little window, even though it's a bit cold. You know what? Fuck it. I can't be bothered putting a jumper on. It's sort of vibe, isn't it? <clears throat> okay. Um, so if I flip back to the poem, is it in Canto 2? I've been trying to take notes in this, but sometimes I don't even have a pen. Um, Canto 4, no. I folded so many pages. It's like line 777. The reason I make a big deal out of this poem in my head is because it was used in Blade Runner 2049 for the so-called baseline test, which is really interesting because it's very much like a psychiatric ward stay. Um, or as in, it's like having an interview with a psychiatrist um, in many ways. Um, however, in my current situation, for context, for anyone listening, I'm sure someone will listen at some point, even if it's an AI. Um, I'm in Canberra Hospital in Canberra, Australia, the capital city. We went into snap lockdown, what, about a week or two ago? I've lost track of time. So I've been in snap lockdown inside a hospital since, oh, I ripped off the whiteboard, but early this month, which is August. So today's the 20th of August, a Friday, and I've been here for most of that month. I spent some time in Calgary uh, in an intensive care unit. Um, the doctors still don't really know what's wrong with me, if it's uh, autoimmune or if it's psychiatric or a bit of both. Good little alchemical mix. In reality, I think it's, uh, I don't actually think of the syndrome at all. I think it's just my genetics doing their thing when it's under immense stress because I'm 23 fucking years old. And, uh, <laughs> It's a bit frustrating when your body doesn't cooperate with itself. But hopefully this poem explains a little bit. If I can find the damn thing. I have my glasses on everything. Um, <clears throat> this one's so nice. There's so many quotable bits. Man's life is a commentary to abstruse, unfinished poem. Note for further use. That's John Shag talking in the book. I.e. Vladimir Nabokov. Potentially. You can read it however the hell you want. Oh, gosh, I had it. I definitely did a little... This one, isn't it? Yeah, he's giving a lecture, that's right. Maybe I should read the whole thing, but it's in later. How bloody hard is it to find the damn thing? Okay. I copied it down on my notebook, as in my physical notebook with a physical pen. Because at some point in the past couple of weeks, my hands weren't cooperating, but whatever. Okay. Alright, we can do this later. Notes, more notes, more notes. I was halfway through doing my PhD. And to be on solid show engineering. Where is it? Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Not about the dice 16 model. Not about stochastics. 
Not about conditional probability, not about the phenomenology of pain. Uh, here we go. Alright, now this is just a fragment. Gosh, it's a fragment. <laughs> it's a literal fucking poetic fragment. And I can't find it in the book right now because I am a little bit too frustrated with myself. <clears throat> Alright. I've been wanting to record myself. Saying this out loud. Just at least for my own sanity. For the last two weeks. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so yeah, for posterity's sake. Um, this was written on the 12th of August, uh, in blue pen, and I've written in brackets from Nabokov's Pale Fire, an account of John Shade's near-death experience. It's true. I was giving a lecture in the book, and I couldn't find it. I just can't even figure out what canto it's in. I think it's in canto 3, but fuck it. I think line 77, 177. That's my feeling, but whatever. Okay. And, uh, for a little bit of extra relevance, it was like a uh, near-death experience. Um, my own experience on a weekend trip. Uh, and I was thinking about this poem at the time. I wasn't near-death, I was just in extraordinary pain, um, like off the scales. I didn't have words, and so my mind went to a poem. Yeah, this was the one. <laughs> and uh, when I first heard it, or a rendition of it in Blade Runner 2049, I cried. I don't know why. <clears throat> a son of rubber was convulsed and set, and blood-black nothingness began to spin. A system of cells interlinked within cells interlinked within cells interlinked within one stem and dreadfully distinct against the dark a tall white fountain played I'm looking at the rest of the page and there's some other quotes and Fragments. Even that it's now the 20th of August, and this is all on the 12th and 13th. Um, what's that? Seven days a week. I've just barely hold, held on to my sanity. That's why those pages were writing the. Like, just barely. Out of sheer willpower. I don't know how else to describe it. And the other quote here is, uh, if we have our own why in life, we shall get along with almost anyhow. I think it's commonly misattributed to Nietzsche, but I looked it up at the time on my phone. It took an effort to use my phone at that time, I recall. Um, the German was, Trotzdem ja, zum Leben sagen, ein Psychologie. Er wird das Konzentrationsleier, I think. It's been a while since I said German. And uh, it's uh, Viktor Frankl potentially quoting Nietzsche, from Twilight of the Idols and How to Philosophize of the Hammer. I think the, um, yeah, it's here. The uh, German name for it, uh, for Nietzsche, is Götzendammerung oder wie man mit dem Hammer, which is cool. 
It sucks though, because I've actually never gotten to read Nietzsche. I've been wanting to for a while, I just never got around to it. There's too much shit going on. There's too much absolute fucking bullshit going on. Like, Frankfurtian singularities of bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway. And then later on in this page, I've got some scribbles. And a couple of diagrams. Maybe I'll describe the diagrams. Um, they're like these triplicates. If uh, you've seen the movie Arrival, um, this is a metaphor, by the way. Um, the aliens in that movie communicate using these symbols, which are circles. Um, and I always found that movie fascinating. I love the soundtrack as well. But uh, it's like... There's a, there's a theory, the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis in linguistics, that um, language can um, modify how you think, somehow, or that, that something about language changes your phenomenology, essentially. There's a strong and weak Sapir-Whorf hypothesis, but I don't know too much about it. Anyway, those aliens there, <coughs> they speak in circles, essentially, in really complex, interesting circles. Apparently, I think, on Wolfram Alpha, you can, or they used Wolfram Alpha, the, the mathematics uh, website, program, algorithm, <laughs> I don't even know what you call that, um, to like design that, which is cool. Um, but from a, math a mathematics point of view, some of the most interesting diagrams that you can make, in my opinion, are these triplicate things, which are kind of circles, but kind of feedback loopy things. Um, so imagine a circle, and then you've got three points and each of those three points has two arrows going to either one so uh, for example here i've got um, purpose meaning and hope um, as the three objects and between those three objects there's a arrow going from say meaning to hope and hope to meaning and then purpose to meaning and meaning to purpose curiously um, the way i've written it here is um, the arrow from meaning to purpose is a bit wobbly, and so is the one from hope to purpose. Um, the uh, the other one is another triplicate here. I, I've been calling these triplicates. They're kind of like triplicate axioms or triplicate um, triplicate uh, feedbacks, objects, uh, isomorphs. I'm not sure how to describe it exactly it's because it's a diagram but it's also a linguistic construct and it's also a cognitive schema so there's a semantic overload going on which makes it hard to describe um but yeah so then there's this one which is the converse i guess it's a pain despair and irrelevance um, i'm sure there's terms in category theory for like describing these objects or whatever i haven't had a chance to read up in category theory and yeah, you go from like pain to despair, despair to pain, despair to irrelevance, irrelevance to despair, pain to irrelevance, irrelevance to pain. And that's a, its own unit. Um, yeah, that, that in itself is... Uh, that one was more solid in its writing of it. Um, and I was inspired... Or at least these two that I've just described. These two, um, let's call them triplicate isomorphs. I don't know. <laughs> I'm making it up as I go. Um, 
that's uh yeah they, they, they were inspired partly by genre reiki's uh, awakening from meaning crisis lecture series on youtube which is like a I mean, I know Jordan Peterson is controversial. He has some good stuff. He has some bad stuff. Whatever. I don't actually care at this point. Um, John Ravakey is actually a good friend of his, and he's a cognitive scientist. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's such a great guy. I just love the way he talks. Um, How would you put it? It's like... It's like his lecture series is like version two of Jordan Peterson's. Like that ideological structure has been upgraded um, in a sort of meta-modern way, if you like, uh, to something um, in John Ravakey's. Because um, he incorporates stuff that's very similar to what Peterson was doing. But Ravakey um, is much more holistic. He draws from an incredibly vast number of sources and again I was only like halfway through it before I <laughs> wound up here and did my little circumambulation into this particular room which by the way is um uh what is it 14b.9 I guess uh, yeah ward 14b room 9 before you ask I don't know what I have there's no diagnosis yet the doctors are as confused as I am well probably a little more confused than I am but anyway, um, yeah. Then the last one here, which I think is quite interesting, and I'm still trying to figure out, I guess, in my mind, it's more of a pragmatics or an ethics question. Or the question of ethics in the heart of this particular one, which I wanted to share. And I'll try to stop this recording at 20 minutes. Um, it goes responsibility to intention to competence. And competence to responsibility to intention. The inner loop is uh, something like intention to responsibility, responsibility to competence, and competence to intention. So you can see, and I haven't actually labeled whether these are positive or negative feedbacks because I think it's impossible to say. I think you can drive them either as positive or, positive or negative feedbacks using higher order or with other higher order processes likely drive those things in people. However, I think it also is at play in larger social systems, in sort of like socio-epistemics, um, or what's the inverted one? Um, yeah, like social theories of, um, of truth and social theories of value. Um, not sociology as such, it's more within philosophy, but it's, it's kind of it crosses over. Uh, within the anthropological um, sort of studies. Yeah, it just sucks. I, there's so much more I want to read. We don't have enough time. I can hear some of the doors opening and closing. It's uh, 5.55am where I am. And um, I'm not sure what day what, what today's uh, thing would bring. If you've um, ever played Pathologic or Pathologic 2, the vibe here is very distinctly like that. That's what I would say.